after a long day of camping, it's nice to unwind with a nice, relaxing campfire song. I call this one the campfire song song. Let's gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song. Our C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. And if you don't think that we can sing it faster, then you're wrong. But it'll help if you just sing along. Hey everybody, welcome to the B Podcast, it's your co-host James, with Jake, episode 80, happy Monday, how are you doing Jake? Doing pretty well, just won my fantasy game, thanks to the Cowboys defense scoring that last second touchdown. Uh, you love to see it. You, you love, love to see, to see it. it. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, I have him in my other league. He really pushed me over the top to get the dub. You won by how much? Like point something? I won by point one point seven. One point seven points. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That is crazy. You love to see it. That's what fantasy football is all about, man. Yeah, last, I went last from wins. yeah. If I would have lost this game. I would've been four and five. Now I'm five and four. But you won. Fuck. But I won. So, oh, dude, you messed up already. All good. Whatever. Yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> it's all good. Go. It's all good. Uh, well, yeah, I think after this win, big win for me, I beat Gilf. Um, trash. Trash. Yeah, no, bro. Trash. No, bro. Gilf, Gilf's team is trash. I don't know. How, I don't know how because this team looks actually pretty good. Yeah. No. Okay. Here, let's go to his team and let's read it out. Tom Brady, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Allen Robinson, who's not bad, DJ Chuck, who's also not that bad, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Texans defense, Zayn Dawes. His team is 1-7. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. I beat him twice in this league, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I'm sorry, man. GG's. Uh, your team's trash. Uh, yeah. 1-7. I'll be moving up to 6-3, and three, Jake. Like you said, 5-4. and four. It's going to be a tight race, dude, in the West. Dude, I can feel yeah. it. I can feel it. Yeah. Uh, I think we play... I think... Do we play again another time? Uh, uh, maybe. Probably. Uh, I, I play Tony next week, who's in our league, and I play you again. Week 11. So, Ooh. yeah. That, will, that might be a playoff. Winner goes to the playoffs. That, that, yeah, that, that might be... If I lose this next game, you win. That game between me and you is going to be really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, why don't we get started? Let's talk about some other sports, starting with the Warriors. Um, so, last week, I think it was, I don't know what game. Or, I think they played Saturday? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Saturday. Uh, the Warriors uh, lost to the Hornets, 93-87. Uh, they were up for a significant amount of time, I feel, I feel like. And then they kind of lost it in the fourth. Yeah. Um, like Doug likes to say, great tank, great tank job. Yeah, they executed team tank. I thought the Niners executed team tank last year to absolute perfection. The Warriors Absolutely. maybe the Warriors may beat how good the Niners did it last year. Um, I mean, if they could have even executed better, they could have took Nick Bosa with the first overall. Yeah. That would have even made it even sweeter, but it's all good. We took him second. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, just some uh, highlights of that game. Eric Pascal, who's been a surprise and a big contributor with a bunch of but all the injuries. Uh, he had 25 in that game, uh, four rebounds and two assists. Uh, Glenn Robinson had 16 points with nine rebounds and three assists. Uh, Bowman had 16 points, uh, seven rebounds and four assists. And Damian Lee off the bench had 13, two and three. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, D'Angelo Russell is dealing with an ankle injury. He didn't. I think he didn't play that game, and he did not play in the game. But today, uh, I think it's uh, Blazers versus the Warriors. Yeah, I think it just reached halftime. Yep. Portland's up 63-60 to 60 Which right now I'll in, take In the Chase Center Sorry? Which I'll take Especially with how good the rookies are playing tonight so, Well, one of them at least but. Oh, with that, <coughs> yeah, I mean He's got 19 in the first half That's pretty good Yeah, Eric Pascal, um, that is Yeah He's got yeah, he's got 19 and 19 minutes um, I felt really close this time when he got back from injury he had a bigger impact. He's only had he only has two points. Yeah, he missed uh, all of training camp and preseason. Yeah, so it's been taking yeah, a little bit. True. Uh, maybe he's still getting into rhythm. Um, still trying to get that, uh, you know, configuration with his teammates. That he, like you said, he missed all of training camp. Yeah, so, the good um, thing. Yeah, the good thing about well, it's not really much of a good thing with having everyone out, but you get to see a lot of the young players like Kai Bowman, who's like the starting point guard, who was five for yes. seven tonight with ten points with four assists and two rebounds. Uh, he's been pretty well. Only one turnover by him, which is good. Um, then you have yeah. guys like Pascal, who had, I believe, 25, who hit his first three in the NBA today, and he hit three of them. Uh, so he's doing he's three that. three for three. Yeah, three for three. Um, he had 25 against Charlotte last Saturday. It's career high. And he had 20 against the Phoenix Suns on the 30th. So he's had three games of 20-plus points. Well, he's going to have three games of 20-plus points in his first uh, six games of his career. Uh, see which is pretty him. good. Yeah, And Kai Bowman looks like a good guy who could be the backup point guard when uh, when they need one. Yeah, you're definitely not lying. Um, but, yeah, um, losing right now by three, 63-68 three against the Blazers. Um, they were up for a lot, a lot of the game. I'm not, I, we're not watching it right now. Uh, apparently, but um, yeah, why don't we move on to some Sharks talk? Uh, I know something happening. Something not. Uh, I would say uh, they recall the guy, uh, Jake. Why don't you uh, talk specifically on who that guy is? Yeah, well, the Sharks actually recalled two players. Uh, the first oh, one, two players. Two, yeah, okay. Uh, the first one was Len Bergman, who started the year of the Sharks. He's 21, I believe. Uh, he went down to the minors for a little bit. Um, which he went to the minors because they had Patrick Marl come back, which right, worked right. the first couple of games, but he hasn't scored a point in a while. Uh, but he's still playing well. It doesn't really matter. The Sharks are 4 10 and 1 on the season, which is really bad. I believe they're the worst team in the league record wise. Um, but yeah, they made some moves. Uh, so as I said earlier, it was Len Bergman they recalled. And they also recalled a guy who played for them last year named Radim Semek, who's a defenseman uh, for the Sharks. And I'm not sure if he's the reason the season will flip, but these stats are very, very interesting. Yeah, they're very eye-opening for sure. Yeah. So before the Radim Semek era, uh, which was before December 1st of 2018 last season, uh, the Sharks' record in the first 27 games of the season was 12-10-5, which wasn't great. 
but then he made his debut December 2nd against the Montreal Canadiens. And he played through uh, December 2nd through March 12th. And during that time, the Sharks' record was 31-9-3, which... They got points out of they got points in thirty four out of forty three games, which is almost eighty percent, which is really good. Uh, it was probably I think I think they had the best record in the league during that time, um, or second best with the Blues maybe being the best record during that time. Um, but through December second, his begin, his debut to March twelfth, they were thirty one nine and three. Then on March twelfth, he got injured and missed the rest of the season due to a, I believe he fractured a fibula or he may have tore something something like that. Um, but it was a big enough injury where he had to miss the rest of the season. And after his injury till now, only kind of regular season games, from March 12th till November 4th, the Sharks are 7-18-2, which is really, really bad. I believe that would be the worst record. Um, I believe that's the worst record. I haven't gone through all 30 teams, 31 teams during that. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of interesting the how – 12, 10, and 5 before him last year. 31, 9, and 3 during his rookie season until he had the, until he missed the rest of the season. And after that, 7, 18, and 2. So hopefully he's the reason their season changes and they have kind of like a blues moment where they go worst to the Stanley Cup champions, or like the Nationals went from worst to the uh, World Series champions. So we should see, shall see what happens with that. Uh, they play tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks, I believe. Um, I think Aaron Dell is going to be starting that game. Uh, the goalies have been a disaster, uh, but we shall see what happens tomorrow night. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll definitely see how everything uh, pans out for those two guys, especially Smack. Um, but yeah, um, without further ado, let's talk about our NFL Week Nine uh, Pick'em games. Uh, starting with Thursday's game, which is the 49ers versus Cardinals. Great game to watch. Um, obviously, Niners are actually the only A and O team. In the NFL now, you love to see it. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll just move on to it right now, the Sunday night game, which was the Patriots versus Ravens, in which uh, Jake picked the Ravens, I picked the Patriots. Um, the Ravens won 37-20, to three-score game. Um, the over hit, which was uh, 45, and uh, the Ravens just absolutely just blew out uh, the Patriots at home. The Ravens were at home. Um, great game to watch. Lamar Jackson doing his thing. Um, but yeah, they'll probably meet back up if everything is uh, bodes well for the Ravens. They should meet up again in the playoffs for sure. Yep. Uh, but yeah, again, 49ers ain't no only undefeated team in the NFL now. Uh, they beat the Cardinals 28-25. Jake and I obviously both picked the 49ers. Yep. Uh, they played the Seahawks uh, Monday night next uh, next week on 11-11. We'll have more information on that game on our next podcast. Uh, but yeah, the Raiders won this week, yep. uh, being the Lions uh, 31 to 24. Pretty competitive game. Uh, Hunter Renfro caught the uh, quote unquote game, game winning touchdown. Um, the Lions did have a chance to go out there and score. I think they've got a uh, turnover on downs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so. Or, I think they got close. Yeah, here's what happened. And yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was watching this game with one of my friends, Michael, who listens to the podcast, and it was on the one, one of the episodes, the wrestler guy. Um, so, yeah, um, we were watching the game, and the Lions had the ball at the goal line. Well, not really the goal line, but, like, at the five-yard line. 
first and goal after a pass interference call against one of the defensive backs. I think it was Rorley by the defensive pass yeah, interference. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds um, right. They're, so they're in the red zone. Um, it gets the third down. They try to score the Lions. They don't get in. They get tackled like at the three or something. Like the one, yeah, that's like really close to the goal line. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. and the, the Lions, the thing about the Lions was they had no timeouts. However. Yeah, they, were, they, they used them all, yeah. However, John Gruden decided to call a timeout. Oh, on yeah, fourth dude. down, giving the Lions a chance to have a play to win the game or to tie the game at least. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it was timeout. when I when me when I when I heard there's a I was like, well, there's no timeouts left. The game's over. I told Michael, wow, Raiders won. There's no more timeouts. And I hear timeout. I was like, how do they call timeout? There's no timeouts. Timeout, Oakland. I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Why would Oakland call a timeout? But they called a timeout. And they gave him a chance yeah. to tie the game or score a touchdown for an extra point, which an extra point would tie the game. But I told Michael, now I wish the Raiders just – I wish the Lions score here, go for two, win by one, so the Raiders lose on that blunder of a call, a blunder of a timeout call uh, by the Raiders. People thought that the defensive coordinator called timeout, but, defensive, but coordinators can't call timeouts. Only players and coaches can. So people thought it was John Gruden called the timeout. Um, so that's who people blame is John Gruden because I think so. I think they saw like I think what he did. I think he did. Yeah, I think he saw what like play they're gonna run. He's like, okay, we have to call timeout just to be sure we're on the right defense. Yeah, but luckily get for right him, defense, get the right personnel in there for sure. Yeah. yeah, but luckily for him, the Lions called a dumbass play and it lost in the game. Yeah, but yeah, it lost in the game. They they went goal line. Yeah, both did on the on on fourth and goal, and was it a pass? It was like an out to the to the. It was a pass to the tight end. Tight tight end. end. Yeah, backup backup tight end because I think DJ Hawkinson got hurt, left the game. Yeah, he got demolished on that drive. Like really. Yeah, I was I was I was like in this game I was like why would they not give it to their best playmaker or at least give it a shot to either Kenny Galladay or Marvin Marvin Jones. I don't know what Matt Patricia was doing. Matt, but yeah, I think what the Raiders are now. Four and four. Four and four? Yeah. They're obviously the Chiefs won, but hey, don't count them out yet. They're still. Don't sleep the, on them. The Broncos, the, yeah, don't sleep on them. The Broncos set. And I mean, the Chargers beat the Green Bay Packers, but the Chargers. Mm, I do think, I think though. I, I think it's all lost for them. I do think though, if there's a team that's going to come back for being under 500 and make the playoffs, it would be the Chargers. I mean, their, their game against Green Bay was very convincing. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you that. That's for sure. I told. I, I, I somewhat agree with you. I mean, Philip Rivers is the kind of guy to will a team to a win sometimes. Um, but yeah, we just have to wait and see. But yeah, like Dick was about to say, don't sleep on the Raiders. You know, you never know. Uh, that wild card spot. I mean, still early in the season. It's only week nine. Uh, got plenty more games to go through. But yeah, uh, so we also have some breaking NFL news. But we'll get to that I after breaking, the picks. I love breaking NFL. We'll news. get to that after we talk about the picks. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So we already it's talked about really the Sunday night game. Uh, Ravens beating the Patriots thirty-seven twenty. Uh, Monday night, which just ended a couple minutes ago, uh, which the Cowboys uh, beat the Giants. Uh, it was a pretty tight game at the beginning, 
Um, the, the Giants had an early lead with, I think, about six points or something like that, uh, but they ended up not scoring enough, uh, make, uh, giving up some big plays. Uh, once Omari Cooper uh, for a 45-yard touchdown. Yep. And Antoine Bethea just took a terrible angle. The announcer uh, called him Antonio Bethea. Yeah, sorry. Um, took a bad angle to tackle Omari uh, Cooper. Just took it in the end zone for 45 yards. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like both running backs were bottled up pretty nicely. I mean, I think Ezekiel Elliott still had 100 yards rushing, but he he didn't have any of those like really explosive plays or screen passes that he usually takes for like huge chunks of, chunks of yardage. This game, let me check his stats actually. Oh, he still had 139 yards rushing yards, but only his longest running game was 19. Hmm. And he actually had no catches. Very surprising. Hmm. Wow. But what was right? What you think? What you would say was the MVP of the game was uh, Dallas defense. I mean, gosh, uh, going up against Saquon Barkley, uh, bottled him up very well. 14 attempts for only 28 yards. Uh, he couldn't even get on. Uh, I mean, on the receiving end, he had six catches and eight targets for, six, for 67 yards, but. Pretty balled up, couldn't really do anything. Uh, no touchdowns for that guy. Um, Daniel Jones was sacked five times by the Cowboys defense. Jeez. Mm. Pretty convincing win. I think the – what are the Cowboys now? Five and four? I yeah. Think. No, they just, came off, they just came off a bye. Four and four? No, they're five and three. They're five and three. Okay, they're five and three. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, moving on to our locks. Uh, I had – uh, Bills over the racial slurs. Uh, the Bills won convincingly, uh, twenty-four to nine. Devin Singletary really took over the reins on offense at running back, um, really doing his thing. But Adrian Peterson ran over, ran all over that Bills uh, defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Bills defense might be looking good. Uh, run defense kind of sus. Uh, but yeah, Jake, what was your uh, lock of the week this week? So my lock of the week this week was kind of a panic pick by me. But it looked, it looked like they had a shot of winning. It was the uh, Colts over the Steelers? Steelers won the game twenty six twenty four. The Colts had were minus one favorites um, on the day. Over under was forty two. The over they got over uh, had fifty total points in the game, so that's over forty two. Uh, the Colts had a chance for a game winning field goal with about twenty seconds left to go in the game. Uh, however, it was a bad snap by the snapper. Uh, it went to the holder, and the holder didn't have enough time to switch the ball. So the laces were to the kicker, which according to punter, according to the kickers makes it like a slingshot on your foot, which caused the ball to go wide left, and the Colts lost. That's the second game they've lost this season by a kicking mistake. Uh, instead of being 7-2, and two, they are 5-3, and three, I believe, or 6-3, and three, I believe, or 5-4, and four, I'm not sure. But, yeah, their record isn't as good as it should be because of two games in which their kicker the great Anna Vinatieri uh, missed a crucial kick that, in turn, caused him to lose. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I hate to see it uh, for the Colts. Um, another thing is, I think Jacoby Brissett might. I, they haven't ruled him out yet, but he took a nasty hit to his left leg uh, during this game. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, he did. So, headass Hoyer, or for those who don't know, Brian Hoyer. What? Uh, is the backup. Well, Head-ass uh, Hoyer. Sorry. Oh, oh, That's what I call him. Head-ass Hoyer. Head-ass. Um, so bad. Yeah, he's a, yeah, a head-ass. Actually, uh, he did play pretty well, though, but yeah, he's still kind of bad. 
Nah, he still had some. Oh, God. He had that pick six days. that he threw. Dark, dark days. Dark. But you know. We're past that now. You know who's good, though? Is We are not talking about this, like this game, though. But this is like the year of the quarterback for some reason. Like every quarterback who's like undrafted or a free agent that's signed or a late round pick, they go in the game and they're really good. Matt Moore, Gardner Minshew, except for this week. Brandon Allen. Yeah, except for this week. Yeah, Brandon Allen. Uh, Brian Hoyer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe that happened. Wow. Also, about that Browns-Broncos game, who who allowed them to wear almost the same color jerseys? Imagine if you're like, you can't see brown, and you see brown is orange, you would be so confused. Because it looked like... (laughs) Yeah. Because the Browns were all brown, and the Broncos were all... The Broncos were like all orange, which made it almost impossible to know which team was which. That was bad planning by whoever designed that, which goes to show... And also, is a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the uh, microcosm of the Brown season, which they get their right, uniforms right, right. incorrect and makes it impossible to watch. And yeah, yeah, the Browns obviously big, huge disappointment this season, right. uh, quote unquote. Uh, Super Bowl contenders, um, yeah, not looking so hot. Baker Mayfield playing uh, like absolute trash, uh, not giving the ball to OBJ. Miles um, Garrett, uh, I mean, he's, I think he, I think he leads the league in sacks. Yeah, he's I been mean, he's been good. On, on it's not team. his fault. Yeah, he's, he's the only bright spot on that team. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's really? all of uh, yeah. It's all of it's, it's, really, it's really the offense it's and the coaching staff too. Yeah, uh, a little insight. Uh, I have a friend. His name is Jack Moltari. He goes to St. Mary's. Uh, with me, I know him hmm. uh, all three years that I've been there. His uh, uncle, um, I forget his name, but was a QB coach uh, for the Browns last year uh, uh, when they had that turnaround after they had uh, after they fired Hugh Jackson. Um, and there was an article that his uh, Jack's uncle was really the guy who really helped Baker Mayfield uh, get better. Hmm. But um, due to the Browns uh, hiring. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens uh, fired uh, my friend's uncle, let him go. And as you can see, the result of that. I mean, you could say it's somewhat uh, a factor in how Baker Mayfield's progressed, and it's pretty shitty, right? So, yeah. um, Brown's not making uh, the best decisions for themselves. Uh, yeah, not looking. Um, so, yeah, why don't we go on? to our upsets of the week in which I took the Vikings over Chiefs uh, in which the Chiefs were favored by two points with an over under 48. Um, I thought I had a chance uh, to actually win this game. Uh, but especially with Dalvin Cook going up against this Chiefs defense, very surprised he didn't go off this game. Um, the Chiefs really held their own uh, defensively in this game, only giving up 26, uh, 23 points. And Matt Moore, like you were just saying, uh, doing his thing, had a a great uh, toss of Tyreek Hill for a touchdown. Damian Williams, a running back for the Chiefs, had a 95-yard run. Can we talk about that on how he had a 95-yard run? Yeah, that was it's pretty probably, good. It's been talked about in the whole entire league already, but gosh. Tyreek Hill, had, Damian Williams had like a 10-yard head start. That's the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And Tyreek Hill catches up to him and passes him at the goal line before Damian Williams can actually score a touchdown. Hmm. That's 
Yeah, that's, that's funny. Amazing. Yeah, that was that was he ran like twenty three miles an hour too. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. That guy's a a, a fucking freak. Tyreek Hill is mm. he is so goddamn fast. Um, but yeah, that's just insane. Um, yeah, the Chiefs won twenty six to twenty three, uh, winning it without Pat Mahomes again. I think he should come. I think he's coming back for week ten. Yeah, not entirely sure. I think that's what the report is. I think we've seen him work out. Uh, there's been video of him uh, running during practice and stuff. So uh, we'll see in the upcoming week. We'll give you an update on Thursday. Uh, but yeah, uh, my pick lost. Uh, you know, wait. I have something to say about Matt Moore, though. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Here's what I look for when there's like there's a, there's a guy coming in who isn't doesn't play much. Is like a backup quarterback. This is what I look for. If there's a play where they have to burn a timeout, how do they react? If they start screaming at the other players, that means that, like, there's a moment in the game where Matt Moore was, like, screaming at his offensive line for, like, a mistake they made. That made me realize, okay, he's someone you can trust. Because the guys who, like, with Nick Mullins last year, he wasn't, like, screaming, but you can tell that he knew what he, like, he knew what to say and wasn't afraid to say it. That made me trust them more. It's like these quarterbacks, like Dwayne Haskins, who, when they come in, they don't do that. And it looks like, you know what, I, I don't know if I trust that guy. But Matt Moore, he comes in and just starts screaming at everyone, telling him, like, hey, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to line up. This is what you need to do to make the play work. That kind of makes me realize that it gives me, like, as I said, it gives me, like, the confidence in that they're going to be able to do something on the drive and maybe help, help you win a game when they have to come in when your star quarterback is injured. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's like one of those things where, uh, it's like a quarterback trade that every quarterback should have, but obviously yeah. only the good ones or just like, the great ones have it. Like here's yeah. an example like of just that. Taking, just taking, just taking, just taking over the huddle and just you know. Yeah. You know. Like here's an okay. example of that. Baker Mayfield, he does not do that. Doesn't give me confidence. Lamar Jackson, he does it. He gives me confidence. <clears throat> yeah, definitely agree. Um. Why don't you go ahead and talk about your upset pick, Jake? Yep, so my upset pick of the week was the Dolphins over the Jets. And guess what? I was correct. The Dolphins won that game 26-18. Uh, little, little, known, little unknown fact, the Dolphins aren't the worst team in the NFL. That's the Jets. I think the Jets are the worst team in the NFL by far. They have a terrible coach. Their quarterback is pretty bad. Their offensive line is horrific. They have one skilled guy in Le'Veon Bell who hasn't been that great. So that's why I was confident picking the Dolphins over the Jets because the Jets, to me, are the worst team in the league. And the Dolphins have a coach who you look at and you say, you know what, I trust that guy. As we said last time with the quarterbacks, you need to have a guy like Freddie Kitchens do not trust him. He just looks like a slob. He doesn't really look like he knows what he's doing. Brian Flores, he's stern. He knows when to yell at his team. He's like a lot of Patriot-like. He gives me confidence in the future for them. The Dolphins' future is not as dark as people think because they have a ton of picks. They have a good young coach. They have some good young players. However, they miss their best receiver, Preston Wilson, or Williams, is going to be out for the season. Did an ACL yeah, injury. Yeah, I think he, uh, yeah. Which kind of hurts them out. Yeah, that hurts them. But the Dolphins' future, I think, is going to be pretty bright, and they have the right coach to lead them to that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that Jets take. They are, they are god-awful. Um 
you would think that Sam Darnold taking uh, after his preseason would take a huge uh, second second year step, just not looking like it what like like that is going to happen. Yeah, um, I blame the coach for that too. Overpaying the guy, he's not. Obviously, one thing I think is that they're not giving Le'Veon Bell the ball enough. Yeah, um, I, I feel like they have they have some good receivers. I think I, I feel like Jamison Crowder is a pretty good receiver. Um, Robbie Anderson obviously not getting the ball enough. I feel like, but again, that that is all on Sam Donald not being able to throw the ball and read the defense. Um, I would think also on the Jets' defense they would be a lot better. Uh, but I mean, injuries is, injuries just play. I think the higher that defense, CJ Mosley, he. Uh, going out with a great injury just is not helping at all. Yeah, um, they need a yeah, clean. Ho- they need a clean house. They need, they need a clean house. They need to fire the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, fire all the coaches. Uh, yeah, I Greg Williams sucks. They're gonna have to. Guy. I think they're gonna have to fire the GM and just start fresh. Yeah, they might as well. I mean, even yeah, fire the GM. Okay, well, I will. Okay, I was listening to uh, part of my take another podcast I like listening to. Uh, shout out Big Cat and PFT. I, this is what, I think this is what the Jets did. Or this is according to what uh, part of my take said. The Jets hired Adam Gase before they even had a general manager. Yeah. No, and wait, no, wait, no, that's not true, manager. actually. That's not true, actually. They had a general what manager. They had a general manager. They, he did the draft, did free agency, then they fired him. Adam then Gase hired his him. own GM. Right, there we go. And Joe Douglas, and that's looking to be bad because their team's bad. However, it's not his fault that the Jets, for some reason, yeah. inexplicably let their old GM do a draft, sign free agents, and fire him like in June. That doesn't make that makes yeah. no sense. Well, I, then, then I, I would not clear the entire. I would keep GM. Let him hire Maybe. the guy he wants. Yeah. At least let the guy hire who he wants. Adam Gase has done nothing this year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they even fire the guy. Before the season ends, and uh, yeah. get an early look like, at who they can start hiring in the hiring process. But yeah. I mean, yeah, like if they're, if they're like I, one in thirteen, if they're like one in thirteen, then yeah, they should fire him. Yeah, you should absolutely fire the guy. Um, but yeah, definitely agree. There is uh, some talent on this Dolphins team. I mean, obviously they let go of Mika Fitzpatrick, they let go of Kenyon Drake. Uh, Mick Freed, those guys, they're doing pretty well. King and Jerk had a big game against the 49ers. Uh, Mick, Mick Fitzpatrick, since leaving the Dolphins, has four picks. Um, one, four, pick six, 96 yard touchdown. They're doing well. Um, but some of these Dolphins players are starting to step up. They stepped up big against the Jets. They did their thing. They got that dub. Good for them. They're, not the, uh, they're no longer uh, a winless team. I think that's only the Bengals now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me realize how did the Jets how did the Jets beat the Cowboys? That makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I I God, that is so bad to think That's that the Jets the Dolphins beat the Jets who beat the Cowboys. Weird. Luke game for the Cowboys, I guess? I I don't know. It's really hard to say. But yeah. Kind of crazy that. A lot of, I thought that was a turning point for the Jets. I thought they were going to start rolling after that game. That's completely false. Yeah. Um, this is what I thought, too. But yeah, but like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Sam Donald had that big throw, I think, to Roby Anderson for like 98 yards. Um, the defense did well against uh, the Cowboys, but I think they lost CJ Mosley after that game. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, the Jets, like, again, dumpster fire of franchise. They're trash. 
Uh, but yeah, I was from 26 to 18. Um, yeah, then those were our picks of the week. We have our picks. Up, uh, obviously, we'll have our picks all the way up until the end of the season. But yeah, those are, are your week nine NFL pick em results. And why don't we talk about our last thing on this podcast? Oh, I forgot to add the last three. Um, Jake, why don't you talk about uh, the first couple while I find the flex defense and kicker of the week? Yep, so this is Fantasy Football Stars of the Week. For quarterback, the Fantasy Football Star is uh, Russell Wilson of the Seahawks. He had 378 yards passing, five TDs with 21 rushing yards. With a, for a total of 39.2 fantasy football points. Uh, running back one, who's been running back one for a lot of players and a lot of leagues in this season, is Christian McCaffrey, a.k.a. CMC. He had 146 yards rushing with three catches and 20 yards receiving, three total touchdowns and a total of 37.6 fantasy football points. Running back number two, uh, he took some time off for to do a holdout, which did not work out for him. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he's the number two wide receiver, number two running back of the week, uh, fantasy football star wise. Eighty rushing yards with three catches, twenty nine receiving yards added. Uh, he had two touchdowns, so a total of one hundred and nine scrimmage yards, two TDs, twenty five point nine fantasy football points for him. Uh, wide receiver number one, Tyler Lockett, who's a bona fide number one receiver, is a free agent after the year, maybe a niner target. We should, we'll talk about that probably next during the off season. Um, Yesterday, he had 13 catches for 152 yards and two touchdowns for a total of 40.2 fantasy football points. Um, wide receiver number two in the same game. We have three players from the same. We have three players over fantasy football stars of the week from the same game between the Seahawks and the Bucks. Number wide receiver number two is Mike Evans. Had 12 catches for 180 yards and one touchdown for 36 fantasy football points. Uh, Mike Evans is a future Hall of Famer, one of the best receivers in the league. Um, so yeah, he's he's usually a he's usually a like thirteen hundred yard guy per year, like ten touchdowns per season. So he's really good as well. Uh, tight end of the week is Zach Ertz with nine catches, hundred three yards, and a touchdown uh, for a total of. If you play in the ESPN league, it will be a total of. If it's a PPR league, he got twenty five. Uh, 0.3 points, sorry. Yeah, 25.3 points for PPR League. If you're in our ESPN Fantasy Football League, it will be um, 16.3 points added nine catches. You get a point for every five catches. So 17.3 points if you, if you play our league. Uh, the flex spot from California, Marvin Jones, the third, the fourth, third, something like that. Uh, something like that. Uh, uh, I think it's just Marvin Jones Jr. I don't know what number. Oh yeah, um, he had eight catches for 126 yards. Technically the second, obviously. Sorry. Eight catches, 126 yards with a touchdown and 26.6 fantasy football points. Had four touchdowns the week prior to this game, so he had five yep. touchdowns over the last two weeks. He's really good as well. I think he's a free agent almost, and maybe not this year, but next year, maybe next year as well. I don't know his contract by heart, uh, but if he is a free agent, Niners should sign him. Um, the defense, special teams, defense and special teams uh, players, or our team of the week, goes to the Dallas Cowboys, who had 19 fantasy football points. They won me my fantasy football game for last, with like 20 seconds ago in the game, they recovered a fumble and take it all the way to the house for a touchdown, which won me my game by 1.7 points. Thank you to them. They scored 19 points. They're the number one defense of yeah. the week. And number one, so they had uh, they had one interception, uh, two fumble recoveries. 
five interceptions, uh, five sacks. Like they get somewhere, uh, a fumble return for a touchdown, and they only allowed uh, about 200 to 299 yards, which is equates to two points. And also in the Warriors game, they're up 83-78. Pascal is 25-9, and nine, so good for him. Wow. Back Jeez. to the Fantasy Football Stars. Last player I talk about is the kicker. Uh, Harrison Butker for the Kansas City Chiefs had 18 fantasy football points. I believe he had six field goals, or he had four field goals and a couple extra points. He's really good, and the Chiefs are really good. So yeah, um, he ha- he made one from 50 plus, two from 40 to 49, one from zero to 39, and made two extra points. Yeah, four for four, two extra points. Wow, I got that correct. Shockingly. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, 18 for 18 points. Good for him. Yep, and that's um, the Fantasy Football Stars of the Week. Yeah, Fantasy Football Stars of the Week. You'll hear that every single uh, podcast. Every single podcast. Every Monday or Sunday. Every Monday. Monday or Sunday. But yeah, uh, anything else to add to the episode, Jake? No, I'm going to go watch the final 12 minutes of the game. But also yeah, we have news actually about the, sand, about the Chargers. Um, how, according to the sources, uh, not... According to sources to the BA podcast, um, uh, London has done everything possible to show the NFL is prepared to be the permanent home for a new team. The league and the Los Angeles Chargers are willing to consider the UK as a viable new home. So apparently, the Chargers aren't really looking forward to going to share a stadium with the Rams. As you see them from the stadium they have now, no one goes to their games. So they're trying to see a different way. They may be going to London now, which is... Or St. Louis, actually, too. So the two places they can go is St. Louis or London. So that's going to be kind of interesting to see where they go. Give St. Louis a football team. Yeah, I, I agree I, with that. I, I, I like the small market for a football team because there's a – I forget what it's called when it's in my sports marketing class. But it doesn't matter if it's a small market team or a big market team. The whole NFL shares money equally, not like the NBA or MLB. Uh, so give St. Louis a football team. I, I, I don't like the thought of a team in, in London. Not a fan of that. Uh, that's just my take. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Something that. Else with that. But yeah. But yeah, um, it's all. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening to BA Podcast, episode 80. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the BA Podcast for our podcast. Like us on Facebook. Um, follow us on the SoundCloud app and also subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yeah, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, do about 50 times to gain the system. Little trick and learn being over in the industry for over 21 months. To gain a top 200 podcast worldwide, we will take top 200 podcast sports recreation. As you know, we shoot for the stars for the VA podcast to get us the top 200. If you do, we'll give you a high five. That's all I have to have for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Bye, and to end you, to end it, we're going to be playing the rest of the campfire song. Good. It'll have-